Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. Hey, gang, I think Donald Trump is trying to get me fired. He complimented my work over the weekend on the same day that he talked about, you know, the poisoning of our blood by illegal immigrants. Not not exactly a good day to be praised by the former president of the United States, but it then, you know, took on a life of its own via social media because if Trump says something good about you, then it's, you know, to half the country or, or more, then you too must be an evildoer. Everybody suits up in their usual jersey without even uh, understanding what he said and, more importantly, what he was reacting to. I mean, what he liked was that I did a commentary on CNN on Saturday morning. No different than things that I was saying all week long here on POTUS last week. In fact, beginning on Tuesday, Tuesday, my commentary on CNN was unusual because I had it in mind all week long. You know, what ends up happening is is that I reflect on the best of the moments that we've had together here on POTUS, and then that shapes my thinking by the Saturday morning program, and oftentimes it's me on a Thursday night or a Friday night writing a commentary because I really regard as a privilege the opening of the program where I get to say truly, without any editorial interference, whatever I want to say, and try and sum up what I think is the the hottest issue of the week. And there was no doubt last week, all week long for me, that I wanted to talk about the impact that I believe the Supreme Court of the United States is going to have on the presidential election. I should say this, the judicial system, because I'm, I'm referring to Judge Tanya Chutkin and the Supreme Court of the United States. So, as you well know, Jack Smith, the special counsel, went to the Supreme Court last week and asked for expedited review of Donald Trump's claim that he's got criminal immunity for the time that he was president. And so it is Smith wanting to leapfrog, leave out the appellate court process. And nowhere in the petition that he filed with the Supreme Court does he reference the election. But it's all about the election. So last, was it Tuesday or Wednesday that Ellie was here? Tuesday. In the Tuesday. Night, in the first hour, this oh, hour, right now. Right now. Okay. Literally, to okay. start the show. Good. So, so I, this was all, you know, running through my mind last week. As soon as I read Smith's petition, 
So Ellie Honig was our guest. Ellie Honig, the CNN legal analyst, was our our guest here in the first hour. TC reminds me last Tuesday, I bounced these things off Ellie. Ellie was generally in agreement with me that it is the election that is causing a reaction from Judge Chutkin and a reaction from Jack Smith, the special prosecutor, even though... Uh, neither in their opinions or in the petition, as is the case with Smith, has said so. And I remember thinking at the time, and I may have said so on on air here, uh, you know, it's the Voldemort of the uh, of the season for both Smith and Chutkin. So then the week continued. There was uh, there was additional Supreme Court action in that the court said, hey, we're going to evaluate claims that apply to a number of January 6th defendants, some of whom have already been convicted for obstruction of an official proceeding. And the outcome in that instance could also have significance with regard to Trump because he's being charged with the same thing. It's either one or two of the charges that he faces. Uh, It could impact one or two of the charges that he faces. And then Judge Chutkin, this was also after the Tuesday conversation, says, I'm going to put a freeze on everything going on relative to this case until we see what the Supreme Court is going to do. So I loved the issue on Tuesday. By Friday, it was even more ripe for a conversation. And I began a Saturday morning commentary by saying, shh, there's an election coming, but you'll never hear Jack Smith say so. And then here, I've got my notes in front of me, so I'll, I'll just give you a little taste of this. I won't read the whole thing to you. I said the Supreme Court is about to have more influence on the outcome of a presidential election than at any time since the 2000 decision in Bush versus Gore. That's for a couple of reasons. First, Monday, special counsel Jack Smith asked the court to bypass the appellate level and make a decision now about whether Donald Trump is entitled to immunity for alleged criminal acts committed while he was president. And separately, this week, SCOTUS agreed to hear a challenge to a law used to prosecute hundreds of January 6th defendants for obstructing or impeding an official proceeding, which could impact Smith's prosecution against Trump on those charges. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. 
Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. And then in my Saturday morning CNN commentary, I said, here's what's most interesting to me. Nowhere in the government's petition is there any specific reference to the 2024 presidential election, but that is clearly what's driving Smith's proquest. Uh, pro, uh, pardon me. What is driving Smith's request? Uh, further along, under the heading, this case warrants this court's immediate review. Jack Smith makes a reference in his petition to Supreme Court Rule 11. A writ of certiorari before judgment is appropriate when the case is of such imperative public importance as to justify deviation from normal appellate practice and to require immediate determination in this court. Okay? As to why the rush, here's what Smith wrote. If an appellate review of the decision below were to proceed through the ordinary process in the Court of Appeals, the pace of review may not result in a final decision for many months. Well, parenthetically, I say, well, what's so bad about that? Even if the decision arrives sooner, the timing of such a decision might prevent this court from hearing and deciding the case this term. Huh. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Well, what it means is that Trump could win the election order all charges be dropped or pardon himself, ending this prosecution forever, which explains why the coming election is the Voldemort of the legal request. And then I went on to say Smith, no doubt, realizes there's already this perception among many, certainly in MAGA world, that his prosecution, the other three prosecutions, the New York civil fraud case, And the efforts under the 14th Amendment are all, you know, the establishment trying to deny Trump the opportunity to run again for president. How else to explain the latest polling data? And then I ran through the numbers in national polls. I ran through the numbers in Iowa. I ran through the CNN poll that shows Trump, you know, winning by 10 in Michigan. I also made reference to the core principle of the DOJ to never act in a way that will be perceived as political. But clearly, my argument is, and you've heard it from me before, Jack Smith is being guided by the election timetable. Because there's no other reason to ask for an expedited review of this case. There's no other reason to try and shut out the appellate courts except for this, the election. But he doesn't say so. Now, why doesn't he say so? Well, maybe he should say so. I mean, maybe he simply ought to say, hey, I'm I'm charged with an important job here. I've worked up this case. I believe that Donald Trump has broken the law. 
And I think the American voters need to know that before they cast their ballots. The flip side is to say, well, aren't you now being political because you're kind of entering the turf of the electorate? You ought to just have your your head down, blinders on, do your job and whatever the timeline is, the timeline is. That was I mean, that's the gist of the commentary that I delivered on CNN. And then um, let me just see what was my final line. Sorry. Sorry. Old school, looking at my notes. Uh, Yeah. Like so much else in this election cycle, it's complicated, it's unprecedented, and it's unpredictable. And then I said, I want to know what you think. Go to Smirconish.com and vote on what was the Saturday poll question. Will Donald Trump face any criminal trial before Election Day? We had 40,600. Wait a minute. Really? A flat 40,600? This is the thing. you got to go to the website because yeah. you can look at all the past poll results. Yeah. That doesn't lie. It is exactly Seriously. when it cuts, that's when it cuts. Okay. Wow. Yes. Right on the button. Right on the button. Okay. Uh, will Donald Trump face any criminal trial before Election Day? 64.86% said yes. I think I said on television, I'll bet there's some wishful thinking uh, in some of that. Okay. I deliver the opening commentary. Now I go to Ellie Honig, my guest. Here's my first question and his response. Do you agree with me that Smith and Judge Chutkin are acting based on the election schedule? I do agree with you, Michael. And I think any fair-minded observer has to agree with that as well. Just look at Jack Smith's conduct in this case. The motivating principle behind every procedural request he's made has been speed, has been getting this trial in before the election. Let's take a couple examples. The trial date. The average federal conspiracy and fraud trial takes about a year and a half to two years between indictment and trial. In this case, we have dozens, hundreds of January 6th rioters caught on video, straightforward cases. They, too, were given about a year and a half to two years between indictment and trial. Jack Smith originally requested a trial date for Donald Trump, a far more complex case, five months out. He wanted a January trial. It was set for two months later. So Donald Trump is being given far less time to prepare than other defendants. And the actions this week, Jack Smith won an argument on immunity in the district court and then went right to the Supreme Court. I think a right move. I think the smart move. The only reason you ask the Supreme Court to do that on an expedited basis is if you're racing against the clock. And Jack Smith clearly is doing that here. Okay, so that gives you the good feel for what I said, what Ellie said. There was more to our conversation. Uh, I thought it was a very good block, very informative and very focused on the timeline and what motivates DOJ. And by the way, I was also and Ellie was critical, both of us, of uh, the fact that they had a thousand and seven, a thousand and seventy four days had gone off the clock between January 6th and Saturday's broadcast. I was trying to make the point that Merrick Garland should have acted a lot sooner. Jack Smith should have acted sooner and they wouldn't be up against the election, but they are. And that's what's guiding them. Now, to circle back to Donald Trump, I didn't know this. Ellie brought it to my attention later in the afternoon. But Trump via how does he do this, TC, via Truth Social? And even though he's not on Twitter, he is still on Twitter. Right. So I looked it up because I wasn't sure either. So evidently, as we all know, he now... Trump is now posting on Truth Social, not at real Donald Trump on X Twitter, where he used to tweet all the time. Right. He was prolific. But instead, 
at Twitter, there is a at Trump Daily Posts, which simply takes his Trump, his tweets, his posts from Truth Social and puts them over on Twitter. So at both places, both Truth Social and Twitter, you can see what he said about you. Quote, thank you to Michael Smirkanish. What time did he send this? Uh, he sent this at uh, 2.58, I think, on, on Saturday. Saturday. So, okay, so Saturday, Saturday afternoon. afternoon. Yeah. Saturday afternoon. Thank you to Michael Smirkanish for your honesty and understanding of a very dangerous moment in the United States, exclamation point. And then posted the entire 10-minute commentary. commentary. Yeah, Yeah. the entire thing. He did more to promote it than CNN did. Right. I didn't even see it on the CNN homepage. And the reactions on X were hysterical, like, America's back. This blows my mind. Something honest from CNN. Okay, Uh, but, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Trump... CNN thought Trump. this report was report was bad for Trump. Unfortunately for them, it gave no, their viewers no, truth no, for once. No, no, no. First of all, forget CNN. This is me. Nobody, nobody had anything to do with all the words that came out of my mouth except me. And anybody who thinks I was there carrying Trump's water doesn't understand what I was saying. I was never saying that the prosecutions are bogus. Or that this particular prosecution is bogus, which is the way the former president interpreted it, right? Your honesty and understanding of a very dangerous moment in the United States. I had a very singular focus, which is to say you're fooling yourself if you don't acknowledge that the government is moving with all deliberate speed to try and get this case to trial before the election. And in that respect, the prosecution is political because it is mindful of the election calendar. That's what I was saying. And yet old salty. Take the time to listen to this. A nutshell. They want Trump convicted before the election. uh, Well, yes. It's old salty dog or whatever. Yes. I mean, that is what Jack Smith. I think I think that Jack Smith would be better served if he flat out said it. Nobody is taking the time to read the legal filings. I'm not reading all of them. I'm doing my best to keep up. But if you read them, it's, I just think, abundantly clear that the election looms large over the prosecution. The prosecutors know it. The court system knows it. I, I'm not sure that the Supreme Court, I mean, here's the biggest solid that they can do for Trump. The biggest solid that they can do for Trump is to, let me explain it this way. The Supreme Court has decided that they will make a decision as to whether they should make a decision on the timing of all of this. That's all they've committed to. Uh, This Thursday, the Trump response to the petition from Jack Smith is due. And that is only on the issue of, hey, should we take a look at this now? If the Supreme Court, the biggest solid that they can do for Trump, and, and maybe this is the best he's ever going to do from from this court on these matters is the best they can do for him is to say, no, we're not going to get involved. If they don't get involved now, the appellate court has to evaluate this issue. It will initially be by a three judge panel. I don't know how long that'll take. I don't know if they'll expedite it. If they don't expedite it, it would normally take a period of months. And then guess what? Whoever loses would appeal 
to the court on banc, which means you want the full complement of the appellate court. This would be the D.C. Court of Appeals, which is like a, a you know a proving grounds, like a farm club for the Supreme Court of the United. It's where Merrick Garland came from, as a matter of fact. Um, so it it would normally not reach the Supreme Court by the time of the election. So if the court simply says, nah, we're not going to get involved at this stage, then it's back to the drawing board to the appellate system, and it'll be an appeal of Judge Chutkin's order, uh, where she's already denied Trump's immunity claim. That's all the Supreme Court is going to decide sooner than later. If the Supreme Court decides they are going to hear it on the merits, then now... We're going to have an argument in January or February, and we're going to have a very fast decision. They didn't take long in Bush v. Gore, and that will be the most consequential decision since Bush v. Gore in terms of an impact on the presidential race. So I was I mean, what I'm really trying to tell you is I'm I'm clear thinking I hope I'm clearly expressing myself on this issue. And I was misinterpreted by everybody because the minute that Trump weighs in and congratulates me, then everybody else immediately thinks, oh, like, you know, you're carrying his water. You took one for Donald Trump. I didn't take one for anybody. And when there was then some nasty social media that I'm not being critical of you, but that you're responsible for putting up on the TV screen. I want to respond to that. I I said to the person, you ought to be thanking me. More reaction from Twitter. Mr. Smirconish, are you Trump's defense lawyer or a newscaster? Your analysis of Trump criminal activities is subjective and highly partisan. I think you need to resign from CNN (laughs) and go join (laughs) Trump's defense team. You people will regret if you help Trump election prospects. So uh, there's so much there that I I feel like unpacking and responding to. But I'll tell you one thing that was missing in all the reaction. I've not seen it. No one on the merits, no one substantively took me on. No one said, Michael, you're wrong. You made this point and you are incorrect. Nobody. Nobody. It was all just political hyperbole. For Trump, against Trump, and the merits be damned. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Thank you to Michael Smirkanish for your honesty and understanding of a very dangerous moment in the United States, says Donald Trump. This is the Smirkanish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Okay, gang, thanks for the telephone calls. Much obliged. John, I think you disagree with me. That's why you get to go first. Go ahead. Uh, love your show, Michael. Thank you. Uh, All right. Only, only a little bit disagree. Um, I, I guess... The, the carrying the water of Trump, I, I think you might unintentionally maybe be doing that a little bit because anybody that pays attention to this case uh, knows that it's working under this time frame, but that's what Jack Smith has to work with. Uh, and I agree with what you said about the time frame that Merrick Gar- Garland had. However, uh, that's what Jack Smith has. I, I don't believe that it does him any good to talk about uh, just being explicit about it. I think everybody knows it's happening implicitly, and that's the way that he has to operate because that's the time frame he's under. This is if unprecedented, it, therefore yeah. has an uh, unprecedented uh, protocol for addressing. Okay, if he's keeping it on the down low... Doesn't that in and of itself suggest there's some impropriety might be too strong of a word, but but at least a perception problem? I mean, why not just say it? No, 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 because that that's going to get perverted on the right no matter what. Um, Should that be his concern? Open your mouth. What's that? Should that be his concern? No, his concern is by opening his mouth to the politics of it uh, opens up a, a huge number of follow-up questions. It never ends, so you just can't you can't even start it. Yeah, I don't know. I think by not addressing it, he's acting as if there is something wrong, and there may or may not be something wrong with it. I I would much rather him just flat out say. Uh, we've got an election coming. The American public need to know before the election whether an individual for whom they will be voting is a convicted felon. We all know that. So let's acknowledge it and, and let's get to it. It's 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 the reference that is not being offered that I think makes me the most unsettled. I'm not saying it clearly. John, thank you in Illinois. I do appreciate uh, do appreciate your telephone call. Mark is driving through Indiana. Hi, Mark. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, you, uh, this is going to be the compliment side, so you'll like this part, right? All right. You, every, every, time, you get, every time you do things, when you talk about legal cases and things, I, I listen to you frequently. You intrigue me because I'm like, oh, I never really thought about it that 
way. Oh, I never really thought about it that way. So, I mean, I don't necessarily agree all the time with all the stuff, but I'm just saying uh, I, I think you're right. But I think, uh, unlike the last caller, we all know, I think, in general, and also speak for both sides of that thing, and that is, hey, look, whether you like him or hate him, they're trying to prevent him from uh, being elected, you know, if they can. But what intrigues me even more, and I, I don't know if you might have spoken on this and I might have missed a show or two, I'm kind of miffed that so they're pulling uh, legal things or laws from Enron and the Civil War that haven't been used since those points in times to do this. I mean, am I right about that or am I kind of way off? Some of the some of the theories being used against him are a stretch, and it began with the uh, the porn star case, the, the the New York case that's been brought. Remember that was the first one filed against right. him, right? And and there's a really good uh, Wall Street Journal editorial over the weekend that I linked to in my newsletter, talking about the history of one of the statutes that's being used again against him as well. It it was not created for that purpose. So, yeah, there are those arguments to be made. Uh, by the way, I do appreciate the compliment. I'll simply say this, Mark. I thought I had something here on radio last week because for all the attention about Smith going to the Supreme Court, I felt as if not a lot of the journalists had read the actual petition. And when I read the petition, what was glaringly obvious to me is that it was motivated by the election calendar, but he would not say it. And I said so here on radio, and I couldn't wait to get on television. I was secretly worried that somebody, thank you, Mark, that somebody was going to beat me to the punch on TV. And when we got to Friday, I'm like, nobody has really made this point. Good. It's out there for me. Not because it helped Trump, not because it hurt Trump, but because I thought I was adding value. TC can tell you, all I seek to do here, it's not to advance an agenda. It's to add value. And one last thing, on Sunday in the newsletter, you know that we have exclusive content in the daily newsletter that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday now are editorial cartoons. We are still publishing essays. We're publishing one today. On Sunday, the transcript of my commentary was the exclusive, uh, was the uh, uh, what I've shared with you, the written form. So if this subject intrigues you and you want to know more about it than my sort of spitballing recap that I'm giving you here in real time, access the Sunday newsletter. You know what, TC? We could put that in my social media. Yeah, we, 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 we don't have to. We'll, we'll make it easy for you. I will put out the written form, the written form of my full commentary, the one that Donald Trump thanked me for. Probably is going to get me fired for having delivered. I'm just saying that tongue in cheek, not really. Um, okay. This is uh, Jeff. He is in Mount Vernon, Ohio. Hi, Jeff. Greetings. What did you most want to say? Well, Michael, you're right. And I know not a lot of people tell you that. Maybe not enough. I feel that in my bones when you want to prove you're right. But uh, um, I believe the prosecution timeline really isn't a concern. Now, I'm not a lawyer, and I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, but the role of a prosecutor, in my mind, is to serve the greater good of the public, whether that's convicting somebody of a financial crime or putting a rapist or a murderer in prison. So to me, um, these are political charges in nature. So why not, for the greater good of the public, determine the political impact of the charges before the coming election? See, I, th I would respect Jack Smith's position more if he said what you just said. 
yes, I, I have and, no and, choice but to move to ask that you hear this on an expedited basis because uh, we have an unprecedented situation on our hands where if we don't get some resolution, the prospect exists of Americans voting for a felon. And I think you're right again there, but I don't know that there's enough fair-minded people that would agree that that's what needs to be said, and people would understand that, but I don't know enough people would understand that if he said it. It would be such a politically charged comment that it would get lost in the chaos of our media silos. There's not a lot of room for nuance in all of this, as was proven by Trump's uh, thanking of me and the way that that people then responded because, oh, my, they don't even know what I said. They have no idea what they said. All they know is Donald Trump thanked them. That's not good. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these. But did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.